The following podcast contains strong language and frank discussions of violence. Listener discretion is advised. Well, well, well. Good morning, Michael. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's Murder Monk's Friends. It sure is. Uh, episode dose of the... Dose. Dose season. <laughs> yeah. Episode two, season two. S2E2. Boom. For um, all of you TV For people. all you, like, yeah, for all you fucking nerds like we are i'm like michael go to netflix watch this go to s2e7 and that's just how we talk to each other because we're all right. losers all right i mean because we're losers we've, we've we've admitted to stuff on this show before <laughs> let's I don't not need, we don't, I don't know get away with all our secrets yeah that person. oh My guys goodness. let me just tell you what michael did to me last night oh jesus oh, christ it was saturday night michael came over slept over <laughs> and uh brought some DVDs because Michael is a psychopath who owns something like 2,500 Blu-rays. It's a sickness. It's whatever. We've moved past it. Don't judge him. Anyway. I recently sold back over 200 of them. Ooh, 200. <laughs> oh my gosh, Michael. What's less... that 10? I'm not good at math, but is that, what's that, yeah. 10%? Yeah, it was less than 10%. Wow. <laughs> anyway, so I said, he's like, I'll bring over some movies. Because, you know, I feel like we've watched all of the internet. Yeah. All of Netflix, all of Hulu. I think it's like when I go on my dating apps and then it yeah. goes, you've come to the end of the line. There's, there's none left. Change your preferences <laughs> or there's no one left. Yeah. yeah. So he brings over Jaws classic because I mentioned it the other day and I was like, should we just fucking watch Jaws? I forget why it came up, but I was like, should we just watch Jaws again? Um, to Kill a Mockingbird classic. Love it. Yeah. Love it. We didn't watch that, but I we will soon because it's such a great film. Then he brings Brick, yeah. which I saw a long time ago. Little uh, JGL, love mm-hmm. him. And then he brings over a movie called Whiplash. Yeah. I don't. Why are you saying it like that? Whip. Say whip. <laughs> whip. Whiplash. Say lash. Lash. <laughs> now say whiplash. Whiplash. Whip. Anyway, he brings that over, and it's got Miles Teller in it, albeit a very young, chubby, awkward Miles Teller. Um, and I got a little something, something from Miles. So I wouldn't kick him out of bed for eating crackers. <laughs> so I said, let's watch Whiplash. I've never seen it before. Yeah. And he's like, oh, so-and-so won, like, a, would you say an Oscar? Or Golden J.K. Globe? Simmons won the Oscar. Won an Oscar. I thought, perfect, right? Got Paul Reiser as a, uh, as a nice little candidate. Yeah, I was like, let's do it, right? What he didn't tell me <laughs> is that it's a movie about fucking jazz, yeah. which I hate. Which I hate. I would rather listen to country Ew. than fucking jazz. All right. Okay. Fundamental difference. So we get into it, and I'm like, actually, what is this movie about? Because he didn't tell me. You never I just asked. knew. I just knew. Well, I, yeah, no, yeah. Tr- true. I didn't ask. I just thought, ooh, Miles Teller, let's do that. When I could have been watching fucking To Kill a Mockingbird, okay. Or Top Gun Maverick, if you wanted. Miles if I Teller. really wanted Miles Teller, with I should have with his little shimmy. Well, yeah. Ooh. With a, Put that on a boomerang and send it to me, honey. I'll watch that all day long. Playing uh, Great Balls of Fire, of course, on the Mm. piano. Playing volleyball with no shirt on. Yeah, I mean, I could have really gone another way. Anyway, I just thought, let's watch this. Come to find out the whole fucking movie. (laughs) It's about 15 minutes of dialogue, and the rest is just fucking jazz. Yes. And I wanted to slip my wrist. (laughs) And I was like, had you told me, you know, it was an entire movie about jazz, I probably would have picked something else. So I sat through it because... I love it. You know, I did it for Michael. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll never watch that movie again. End of rant. 
I don't even know how we got on that topic. I just, I, I, I was holding it in from last night. I had so much. You just said. <laughs> I had so much angst from last night. Yeah, you started that story by saying you'll never guess what I did to you last yeah, night. Yeah, you and tortured me with fucking jazz. jazz. You fear jazz. No, I don't like jazz. <laughs> how dare you? How dare you, you funky ball of tits from outer space? Anyway. Anyway, for people who don't know what the hell we're talking about, it's a little show called The Mighty Boosh out of the UK, starring Noel Fielding and Julian Barrett. No. Yes. Julian Barrett. Yeah. I don't know why I just thought, I just had a weird thing where, ah, uh, what's his name? Neil Barrett? No. Howard Moon? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm thinking of uh, the other dude in the Libertines. Carl Barrett. Carl Barrett. Okay. Yeah. But anyway. Also, great band that's not together anymore from the UK, the Libertines. Yeah. Um, well, Michael, got to ask you a question because we all know I live in ye olde Rhode Island, uh, biggest and little state in the union, and you're from Massachusetts. Taxachusetts, <laughs> as my dad is from. Massachusetts. <laughs> oh, Robbie Bobby, Taxachusetts. He's so cute. Uh, what the fuck is going on in Massachusetts? Because uh, there's some shit going on there. I believe the technical term is that it's popping off in Massachusetts. I think this is like one of the only times I'm like, thank God I live in fucking Rhode Island. Every other time I'm like, ew, I live in Rhode Island. But I'm pretty glad I don't live in Massachusetts right now. One of these stories is the two towns over from mine. Mm -hmm. One, kind of close. One town, maybe two. Um, First one we'll start with, though, is the one that's more in the mainstream media is in Cohasset. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Woman went missing, um, wasn't reported missing for several days. On a watch. Around, yes, around uh, New Year's, lives up here in uh, Cohasset, Massachusetts, works down in D.C. D.C., right? For uh, a pretty prestigious, big-time uh, real estate mm. agency, especially down there. You can make a lot of money. It's, yeah. Um, you know, it's a pretty upscale real estate market down there. And she's somehow married to this sketchy piece of shit. Bri- yeah. Is his name Brian Walsh? Uh, Brian Walsh, I believe, yes. Brian Walsh, who was convicted, I believe, of yep. selling art forgeries. Yeah. Selling Warhol yeah. forgeries. First of all, how did how- my daughter's an art student, or was an art student. She's an artist now, a career artist. Yeah. Uh, my favorite artist. In uh, yeah, mine too. Um... How are you forging Warhols? Warhol? <laughs> Warhol took other people's yeah. work and passed it off as his own. He made a slight change or did something to it, altered it, and went, here's my art. Well, so technically, yeah. I mean, it's wrong. It is wrong. It is wrong. It's a funny sort of, why are you forging Warhols? Like It is wrong, but it is the NFT argument the right. whole way through. Like, right. what is... What is the difference between the original and a reprint? Right. If the feeling that art evokes is the key, is you don't the need point the original Mona Lisa in your house. Right. Just to have it burned down. Have a print of the Mona fire. Lisa. You're still gonna feel the same. Right. Well, and people a, would be like, that was a not Glass if you're Onion st- reference, by the way. It was. That was a great movie. Um, standing in front of it, like yeah. in the Louvre. Or whatever. And it's also teeny tiny. And it tiny. brings you, like, yeah. this feeling of, like, you can see the brush. Maybe it would evoke a different... Okay. M- maybe. But... Yeah. But anyway, she went missing. Uh, it was several days before she was actually reported missing. At first, there was talk that the husband was being cooperative. 
And then a few days. How are you cooperative if you don't report your wife missing yeah. or had no contact with her for three fucking days? She has three little kids. I believe they're two, four, and six. Yes. You are. think that this mother, yeah. unless she's just a degenerate, which oh, by all accounts, nobody's nope. ever said that about her, right? She's going to up and take off <laughs> no. and leave her two, four, and six-year-old kids and just not contact the husband for three days. Get yep. the fuck out of my face. Right. Get the fuck up <laughs> out of my face. Michael, get the fuck up out of my face. Yeah, like, come on. So she ran off with another man. Yeah, get out of here with that argument. I don't ever want to hear that argument again from any law enforcement ever. I don't know how he was cooperative. And then a few days later, how? they report that they found blood, a bloody knife. Oh, a hacksaw? Uh, a hacksaw. Yeah. Right? Correct? All, yeah. All of this shit just in his basement. They didn't even search for it. And then they go and uh, and then they went to like one of the landfills or something, right? Yep. Didn't they find a bunch of, they found some is it body visceral that they found? Or did they... Because I, I don't they think found they found some, her body. No, I think they found some unrelated stuff. Well, anyway, Cohasset, things are popping off. Yeah. And Brian Walsh is definitely involved. Oh, he killed his fucking wife. Yes. Also, Cohasset, little Richie Richie. Yep. You know, yep. God forbid, things don't happen to the rich and famous. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> Crimes happen everywhere. Yes. And then the other... Uh, town in massachusetts that has another kind of what is going on case is stoughton home of ikea yes <laughs> that is the closest ikea in this yeah. in this regional vicinity. yeah it is uh so that's its claim to fame and we've all been there yeah um, and if you're buying a dresser from ikea use the l bracket and strap it to the wall so it doesn't fall and crush your baby to death i yeah. watched a whole ass documentary <laughs> about that and uh parents have to take some responsibility i get it but like yeah. Nobody's going to protect your kid the way you will, so just use the fucking L bracket. Anyway, other <laughs> furniture sellers are available. Thank yeah. you. Um, so this woman was found in a shed behind a house that she didn't live in, mm. and uh, they, at the end of last week, arrested uh, somebody in New York. Uh, they worked with kind of national fugitive teams, found him at the Port Authority in New York trying to get on a bus, and... He still hasn't been extradited back to Massachusetts yet. He's waiting for a hearing in New mm-hmm. York. Um, is he related to uh, the victim, Michael? Or is he a stranger? Is it stranger danger? I don't believe he's related, but I don't believe they're strangers. Because so they're when it was acquainted. announced, yeah. When it was announced that they found the body, um, the police were very clear to say there is no immediate danger to the general public, uh, meaning it was a targeted uh, attack. So. Two, <laughs> Much uh, like those pimple videos that Instagram keeps sending you. <laughs> it's a targeted attack. Yes, it is a targeted attack. <laughs> uh, but I think we that know. That might the, be completely my fault. Yeah, I think we know the origin of that. Right. But uh, the year is not that old. We are recording this 15 days into the new year, mm. and Massachusetts already has two kind of huge cases. out of the ordinary yeah, murders already. So we'll keep following those. Uh, Google those. There's still not a lot of information out there yet, so you can just read one article and be completely caught up if you're right. unfamiliar with those. But we have kind of a, a larger story today, so I think we'll just jump right in. Okay, I am ready and willing and able. Let's do this. This is the story of the 2020 Nova Scotia mass murders. 2020, what a year. Yeah. If there was going to be mass murders, yeah. it might as well be in 2020. Now... I came across this story from another podcast um, posting about it 
uh, it's a Canadian true crime podcast. So I think they're actually based in Nova Scotia. So they just kind of covered this. I hadn't heard of it. I have not heard of this. For something, and when I get to the end of this, <laughs> the fact that we haven't heard about it, there's really only one reason yeah. why this wasn't a, an international story, and it's because it 2020. occurred. <laughs> not only 2020, because there were tons of yeah. things happening in 2020. Yeah, there were. George Floyd, BLM, all of those COVID. protests. But <laughs> yeah. we knew about that yeah. even with COVID being the only story. Right. This happened in April 2020. Oof, right before sort of everything. The lockdown started in March. Yeah. Everybody was freaking out. Yeah, everybody was frantic. So, this story is just relentless. Okay. It involves a fake police car, five <laughs> five different guns, okay. including two semi-automatic rifles, 16 arsons, 22... 16 arsons? Yes. 22 victims... 13 hours of terror and a crime scene area that stretched nearly 60 miles. Holy shit. And okay. I had never heard of this. And how, you hadn't either. No. Okay. Ooh. What? Uh, okay. How many perpetrators? Is this a gang of people doing this? A gaggle? One. No! How? One, 60 miles and 13 person. hours and yeah. just 16? You said 16 arsons? 16 arsons, 22 dead bodies. Well, 23. But we'll get to that. Okay. Does he kill him? Okay. Over 13 let's, hours. Let's, okay, yeah. go, go. Because I'm now I'm... All right, yeah. <laughs> so I asked if you had heard of this story no. before I started my research, and you said no. How could a crime so massive not have crossed your radar? Yeah. Well, this happened on April 18th and 19th of 2020, right as the COVID pandemic was beginning. In fact, COVID may have been the final impetus that started the crime spree. Oh, God. Okay. This killing was the largest mass murder in Canadian history, exceeding the Polytechnique massacre of 1989 in montreal which claimed 14 victims How all women not heard of this? this is crazy okay uh denny villeneuve directed a great movie called polytechnic um that dramatized the school shooting events it's intense especially if you're yeah triggered by school shootings and things like that but it is uh you know i would be remiss if i didn't recommend i Denis think that, villeneuve that might movie. be i didn't see that i've it's Watched. also in French because it happened in, in Quebec. Right. In Montreal. I think the last sort of school... Sh no, I don't know. I was going to say Elephant, but I feel like I've seen one since that Well, you came did out. watch a... Was it Klebold? His mom made a... Uh, like a documentary. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Like American Monster yeah, or something yep, like that. Yeah, yep, yep. You're right. Um, So this spree started in the late hours of April 18th, 2020 in the town of Porta Peak, about 81 miles north of Halifax. Let's just say it's a fair bit away from the border with Maine. Okay. Because I know how you feel about geography. geography. <laughs> At around 10 p.m., Gabriel Wartman began assaulting his wife. Well, with a name like fucking Wartman. Yeah. While assaulting her, he poured gasoline throughout the house <gasps> and set it on fire. While assaulting her? Yeah. He's like, splash, splash, yes. splash, splash. Yes. Like, what the fuck? As their cottage burned. He Wart was in it too? He's just like, fuck it. Yeah. We're, we're both going up in flames. Well, Wartman forced his wife to walk to their nearby detached garage. Yeah. And stuck her in the back seat of his replica RCMP cruiser. Okay. Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Right. Um, luckily, Why, first of all, yeah. stop right there. Yeah. Stop right there. Yeah. If I come to your house. Yeah. And we're just like, oh, let's go out and chill in the backyard, whatever. And I'm like, why do you have a police car? So, and you're like, it's actually a replica? Yeah. And I'm like, why do you have a replica of a police car in your fucking yard, you weirdo? Don't worry about it. Yeah, and you're like, 
just for shits and gigs. No, no. Yeah. Mm-mm. You're a criminal. Guy, you're committing crimes. Are you going out and pretending that you're a policeman committing fucking yeah. crimes? This guy definitely had a cop fetish. Um, he wanted to be one Everybody very badly. And he collected memorabilia and all of this shit. Cool. Uh, I don't cool, go dude. into it a lot, but there is information out cool, there about bro. his predilections. Mm. Uh, so shoved her in the backseat <clears throat> of the cruiser, which I feel like that should be illegal to have a car that yeah. resembles or is a replica. No, it is an old one decommissioned. Okay, but but he then I actually don't remember if I included this detail, so I'll just say unless it now. it's in like a he car. He rebought all of the decals from like Etsy or somewhere right. and reapplied it, so it looked like a real one, even though so it was. Like a Crown Vic or yeah, whatever car yeah. they use as a base that had been stripped and and made to not look like a police car anymore. He bought it at a police auction <laughs> then, and then re-upped it right to make it look to make like it a, look like a cop I car. I feel again. like because uh, you, you ever see sometimes you're driving and you'll see you and I know you've seen this especially up here. Yeah, you know how like the old timey cop cars had that sort of fog oh, light like on yeah. the side or yeah. whatever that sort of like yeah. searchlight or whatever yeah. the fuck you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And, like, you'll see that sometimes. And, yeah. like, it's just a white car. Like, they've taken sort of the black off the doors and yeah. shit. I just feel like, mm, I don't some know, man. some even have, like, the, the bumper. Yeah. Like, um, I just feel like you shouldn't be yeah. allowed to have that. I don't know. Well, there's a lot of stuff that this guy shouldn't have had. Oh, no. Uh, like a wife. <laughs> to, right. For starters. So, shoved her in there. Who knows what his plan was? Because, luckily, she was able to escape the car and then hid in the woods until the next morning. After ah, losing, to the next more, yeah, honey. No, I'm running to the next town. Get me the fuck out of here. I'm running. I'm not running to the woods. You know where I'm running to the police station. She is barefoot and beat to shit. I'm. I'm not hiding in the hiding fucking in the woods. woods, dude. Uh, so that the blue Lair witch can come yeah. get. No thanks. Or I get bit by a snake or some spider because that's what would happen to me. Some ridiculous, I prick myself on some poisonous bush or some shit, and I die out there. And that's it. So I'm going to, like, a Cumbies, a 7-Eleven, the nearest packy. Like, I'm going somewhere and going, can someone, like, get me an ambulance? (laughs) Like, um, what? Please, too, remember that this is the beginning of COVID lockdowns. Nowhere's open. No one's going to help her. No one's going to open their door to a woman bleeding profusely. Okay, but if she was attacked, I mean, it's not like she... I'm just saying It's not like she came up to the door and she was like, (coughs) achoo, let me in. Like, she obviously is beat to shit, right? People are... Horrible? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, after he misplaced his wife somewhere in the woods, Wartman (laughs) set the garage on fire as well. What is he doing? Why is he setting his own property on fire? The first 911 call was received at 10.01 p.m. after residents heard multiple gunshots and saw the multiple fires. Who's who's he shooting? Well, we'll get there. Oh, my God. A later examination of the timeline of events by a Canadian news program found that this first call was actually made by the wife of one of Wartman's victims who had already been shot. So he was so, he was beating up his wife. This was in like setting 10 shit minutes. on fire. Yeah. No. This, this timeline. How is this Just wait for this timeline. How is this possible? He didn't have an accomplice. No nope. accomplices. That's been proven. Yes. How? This is definitively the How of him. is he time warp? Is he going broop warp me over there? Broop warp me like what's happening? <laughs> this is He's like Speedy Gonzalez. Yes. Like what's going on? This woman was also shot and killed while barricading her bedroom door to try to protect her and her two sons. 
So he went into this house, shot Just her husband. Neighbor. Yes. Shot her husband. She barricades herself in the room with her sons. As calls 911. As a mom, yeah. He's shooting through the door, shoots her. No, he gets her. Well, yes. Why is she in range of the fucking door? Get away from the door, lady. Wartman also tried to set their house on fire, but both what? boys managed to escape. So the sons are okay. Young boys. Young, well... Old enough to get out to get out themselves. Oh, I wish they were a little older and they just beat the fuck out of this dude somehow. A third son of the victims, who I guess wasn't home at the yeah. time, said he believes Wartman targeted his father first during the attacks because his dad owned rifles, which would have been able to stop him. The also, I feel like it's pretty standard if you're going to attack a family. Yeah. Not to be sexist. No, yeah. But you're going to want to take out the dad first because yeah. A, he's probably bigger, stronger. Yeah. We'll go into like beast mode if you come in and try to attack his family. So take out the biggest threat first, which technically usually is the dad, right? Yep. yep. Or the male, the yep. oldest son, the grandfather, whoever, right? And then I would say you go for the kids because you want to subdue the mother. The best way to subdue the mother would be to well, go after one of the kids. If you kill the mom... Then easy pickings for the, you know what I'm saying? Well, the way they did it in Funny Games. <clears throat> well, oh they, God, I love that movie. I love that movie too. It's gross. Michael Pitt, though. Well, I mean the original, not even the remake. Oh. Um, well, yeah. But it's a shot for shot remake by yeah. the same director, so yeah. it's just so, as good. Yeah, come on. <laughs> just in English. Just prettier to look at. Um, at 10.05, Wartman went back to his burning cottage. <laughs> Don't go in, dude. And killed a woman who lived across the street. She made the mistake of thinking the man dressed as an RCMP officer driving a car that looked like an RCMP Hold an on. RCMP cruiser. Hold on. Hold on. He yeah. beats the shit out of his wife. Yeah. Is he dressed like a cop at the time? Yeah. What? You didn't say that. Wait a minute. You did not say that. I have to, I have to parse out the story. Bro. <laughs> so he's just walking around his house dressed in full costume. This woman doesn't think... That her husband's a little weird. If my husband, He's again, all this disclaimer, I don't even have a boyfriend, so I don't have a husband. If my husband started collecting, like, Dunkin' Donuts shit <laughs> and then just started walking around my house dressed like the time to make the donuts guy <clears throat> and constantly trying to hand me donuts or something, I would probably never have sex with him again and maybe get a divorce because I feel like it's a little much. So this guy's walking around the house dressed like a cop maybe having a weird fetish like i'm a cop who beats his wife i don't fucking know which is bizarre in itself beats the shit out of her tries to set his own house on fire with his beloved fake cop car in the garage so why'd you go through all that trouble to remake this car when you're just gonna burn it down anyway no, he's not he's been dri- he's driving around. he's driving around but yeah. why would he put the wife in the back why is was, he doing any of the things he's is he doing? was he driving was he gonna drive around town committing crimes and act like she was like a uh like a perp that he collared like what is this yeah <laughs> what the fuck? so this woman that he killed made the mistake of thinking the man dressed as an rcmp yeah. officer driving a car that she didn't looked realize like an, that it looked like an antique cop car though like well, it, it was dark because okay it was after yeah 10 true PM. yep yep uh walking towards the fire thinking he's coming was to help. with oh the my RCMP. god uh, she was fatally mistaken oh my god did he shoot her Yes. Oh, my God. And killed her. This woman's children took in the two sons of the first victims, and together they hid for several hours while on the phone with 911 waiting to be rescued. So for the, hours? For hours. 
Oh, just wait. Where are the hear? cops? Just wait. There's they a lot of. They probably about... got multiple 911 calls because if you're in this little town, yep. all of a sudden you hear pum, 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 and there's a fire and an attempted fire, right? You would think that the cops, the fire department, the ambulance, everyone's coming, right? The cavalry, because well, we're in Canada, no. right? Here comes the cavalry. Incorrect. At 1010, two of Wartman's neighbors drove to his house to investigate the fire while calling 911. Along the way, they passed by the house of a couple Wartman had shot and killed where they well, noticed what appeared to be a police car parked in front with its roof lights off. So the uh, first neighbors, they drove by the murder scene yeah. with the neighbors with the two sons. Right. But they already saw a cop car there. Right. After seeing that Wartman's house was indeed on fire, the, true, the two drove back in the direction that they came and encountered the same police car fleeing the scene of yet a different house fire. Uh, uh, This guy is all over the neighborhood. These people must be like, is this cop the only one on duty? Like, what the fuck? He's going from place to place, and what is happening in our tiny neighborhood? As they pulled alongside the police car. Well, if I see any cop cars in my neighborhood and something's going on, you know what I'm doing? Minding my fucking business because Jesus As, Christ. Well, it may be good advice. As they pulled alongside the police car, Wartman fired at them with a handgun, injuring the driver in the shoulder. <laughs> the two managed to escape in their car. Yeah, okay, okay. I would have ran. I would drive up and ram that motherfucker. Like, what do you. Well, they still don't know. Well, I don't care if I think it's a cop do. or not. If do. he shot at me for no good goddamn yeah. reason, then well, I'm in fear for my life, and I'm going to put a stop to that. Yeah, they did. They ran away. Smash into him. The first real police arrived on the scene at 1026. This all started at 1004, you said? The first call came in at 1001. 1001. Yeah. So it's been 25 minutes of terror. Yeah. yeah. But their response was tepid, to say the least. Tepid? Three officers. There's three house fires and murdered people. Three officers entered the neighborhood slowly, on foot, eventually finding some of the victims. They said some had died while trying to escape the flames set by Wartman or trying to help others. Some victims weren't found for many hours. One officer reported by radio that they could not locate the shooter and that, quote, it's very bad what's going on down here. No shiitake. They were very clearly, quote, overwhelmed as later news reports would describe their actions. <laughs> Police did have some luck. I want to see, like, those Mounties with the whole ass outfit riding out of the forest on, like, moose. Dudley Do-Right? Just, yeah! Just, I want, you know what I mean? I want these moose to, like, stampede, like, old fucking, what's her name? Agnetta Westland? What was her name? Yeah. Agnetta? Yeah. You got trampled by a fucking moose? Get these moose together, get them drunk on some fucking fermented apples, and charge into this town. No? Put these moose to good use. Oh, jeez. Hey, and that's the new RCMP (laughs) catchphrase. We're putting our moose to good use. You, can, uh, you guys can use that, yeah, Canada. New, new, new t-shirt merch Canadia, coming your way. You can use that. Police did have some luck. The neighbors driving the car that Wartman shot into were able to identify him by name to They're responding like, we police. We thought it was a cop, but it's actually dipshit Wartman from down the road. Yeah. Great. Uh, so he told them who it was and pointed them in the direction of the beach following an unmapped route out of the neighborhood. Okay. That only people who lived in the neighborhood so kind of knew about. So he's going to the about. beach now. <laughs> 
also <laughs> okay. They also informed the officers that Wartman was in a replica police vehicle, but this had already been communicated in several of the nine one one. Well, calls. I would think they're like, it's a cop, but he's in one of those old tiny yeah. cars, and they're like, we don't have those issued anymore. Now, Canadian police have something have access to something called Alert Ready. It's an emergency population warning system, kind of like an Amber Alert in the States. It goes out to everybody, everybody. like on your phone kind of thing, like yes. when there's a tornado warning or yeah. something? Yes. Okay. But why, don't, why doesn't, why don't we have that? Why doesn't every state and like, we should have that? God forbid, like there's someone, there's a shooter in Providence, everybody gets an alert, whatever. But instead of using something that would have alerted everyone in the area to the immediate danger they faced. Yeah. The RCMP tweeted... At 10.32, that they were dealing with a, quote, firearms complaint. Tweeted? Yeah. Get off the fucking internet and do your job! Oh, my God. All right. All right. As the night wore on... I'm getting very Rhode Island right now, and I have to rein it in because... I mean, this Do your job over here! Hey, this Quahog accent is really coming to fruition! Like, I gotta stop. Okay. As the night wore on, there was confusion... If Wartman had been caught and the search was further hampered because the RCMP was unable to use a helicopter to assist in the manhunt. Why? Because their only Atlantic-based helicopter was unavailable due to routine maintenance. Just bad time. <laughs> just, Jesus Christ. It's like, can you put the propeller back on the, yeah, right, on the yeah, helicopter? Yeah, yeah. And they're well, like, oh, yeah. my guy's on vacation until yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. The RCMP later determined that Wartman had left Porta Peak at around 10.45. That's not how people in Canada talk. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> I just realized. What the fuck am I doing? Sorry. So he left the area yeah. around 10.45. Yeah, as you would when Only, you see the cops come rolling yeah. in. The real cops, as you put it. 19 minutes after police first responded. Cool. By driving through a dirt road along a blueberry field. Which, oh, the officers, which the officers decided not to block off in their two-kilometer cordon right. that they set up around the neighborhood. They're like, we'll block off every way out except, except this through one. the blueberry patch. Yeah. Nobody's crazy enough to go through there. Now, there is some conflict because other witness evidence suggests that Wartman left via the dirt road that they had mentioned before. Yeah. Uh, before 1038. So even sooner, he was just gone. Yeah. And they were just walking the neighborhood like, where could this guy be? Yeah. The cops were literally stumbling around in the dark. <laughs> oh, God. Meanwhile, yeah. after escaping, Wartman spent the night parked behind a welding shop yeah. in the Debert area, which is about 16 miles east of Porta Peak. Uh, okay. There, he just took a nap, by the way. He just go- slept for a while. Oh, well, he's tired, Michael. Yeah. After all that destruction and mayhem, give the guy a break. He left behind police equipment and gun-related items in a ditch. Yeah? On the property of someone he knew. He's, like, trying to set them up. Fuck this guy. (laughs) Click. Bro, your prince (laughs) and DNA (laughs) are all over this stuff. Plus, oh, we've already identified it to be you. By direct eyewitness contact. Like, get out of here. At some point after, the RCMP's emergency response team finally arrived in yeah. Porta Peak. Yeah. This is the next morning. Great. Before then... It, can you imagine living in that town? You're just locked in your house, like, overnight, like, in a corner with your back to a corner, because obviously at least there's no one coming from that way, yeah. right? With whatever weapon you can gather, and Which, just you, you just hold up in there waiting for, like, rescue. Before then, and you're not even that... 
comfortable because he's setting shit on fire. Right. Imagine he he's outside just out. setting your fucking house right. on fire. Um, so they finally arrive. Uh, and before then, residents reported seeing little to no law enforcement presence in the area, despite seeing several fires and making multiple 911 calls to report the gunshots. Where is everyone? They only sent those three, and How they were just walking many around. people make up the police force there? Going back a little bit, by 1 a.m., the RCMP were beginning beginning to inform other local jurisdictions about Wartman and the fake police car. Still, no one could find him. Mm-hmm. At well, five, he's hiding behind a welding shop. I mean, well, yeah. At, taking, a, taking a snooze. At 5.43 a.m., Wartman left the area of the welding shop yeah. and drove north to a house this of, guy is just doing a compass yeah he's just all the way around yeah. he's making a circle uh so he drove north to a house of some people he knew in wentworth yeah which is about 23 miles this north. hasn't been on the news already like this guy's been identified and nobody's put this out okay uh, seems so wentworth is 23 miles north of port peak so they're way in the wrong area looking for this guy yeah he arrived at around 6 30 a.m and shortly thereafter killed two occupants and their dogs of a house that he stopped at. Fuck two this dogs. guy. Yeah. You killed two dogs? Yeah. You motherfucker. Wartman then Probably remained... because the dogs were probably trying to protect yeah. their owners. But you killed dogs, bro? Yeah. Two of them. You Wartman fu- then remained at the house for about three hours. Of... <laughs> Oh, it's the it's the fucking uh No one really knows that... what he did during that time. Maybe he was looking for theater tickets like the killer of the Miyazawa's. Miyazawa, <laughs> I couldn't think of the yep. name. Yeah, yeah. Just chilling, eating ice creams yep. and leaving taking poops. off all his clothes, yeah. <laughs> doing a shit. Yeah. Leaving DNA and not just flushing. Yeah. fucking everywhere. Okay. While Wartman was chilling in Wentworth, police finally located Wartman's wife in Port Peak. Oh. In the woods? She had fled to a neighbor's home to call nine one one. Since Wartman had smashed her cell phone at the beginning of this whole rampage. Yeah, of course. She was barefoot and claimed to have been hiding outdoors for much of the night. Had she seen police in the neighborhood, I'm sure she would have made herself known sooner. But she was literally like, where the fuck is everybody? Everybody, yeah, yeah. And if they're on foot, I mean, it's not like you saw the cavalry rolling in with like 100 cars. Exactly. Bolo was finally sent out at 8 a.m. So be on the lookout. This started at 10 p.m. This yeah. is 10 hours yeah. later. Yeah. Warning, Wartman, quote, could be anywhere mm. in Nova Scotia. Well, yeah. Because you guys didn't block off the fucking blueberry patch. Yeah. <laughs> Purple pie man. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> However, the RCMP publicly announced that they were dealing with an active shooter situation in Porta Peak at 8.02 a.m. And put his name out, though. Because would... if he's going around to other places where people know him... They as soon would, as they see him roll up, oh, hell no. I'm not opening the fucking door. They would publicly identify Wartman as the suspect at 8.54 a.m. A little late. Eventually, Wartman set the Wentworth house on fire <sighs> and killed the neighbor who had been walking by, saw the fire, and tried to help. He just shot him. Yep. But boop, that's it. Yep. Okay. Wartman then drove back south towards Porta Peak at 9.23. At 9.35... He randomly killed a pedestrian that was simply walking on the side of the road. Oh my goodness. At this around guy's going buck wild. Yeah. At around nine forty five, he
he went to another house in Glenholm, whose occupants he knew, while armed and dressed in a police uniform. Okay, no. However, oh God, though. they recognized him and refused to let him in. Yeah, okay, thank you. Yes, with, thank you. With one of the residents arming himself with a 12-gauge shotgun. Shoot him! To prevent Wartman from getting in. Shoot him! Deterred. Wartman left and was soon spotted at a nearby campground at 9.48. Shoot him! You already know all the shit that he's been doing from the news at this point. Unless they didn't and just didn't want to see him. I don't that know. seems like an aggressive response, Michael. Yeah. If you come to my house and I'm like, I'm not in the mood for company. <laughs> I'm not refusing and then arming myself with a shotgun so that you fuck off. Hey, different strokes. I don't know. I guess. <laughs> Before 10 a.m. I might just be like, hey, I'm not really in the mood for company, Mike. Sorry, you drove all the way down here. Like, probably should have called me first. Like, you know. Now, I don't think I would have shot you. <laughs> we hope. So he's going back in the direction of Porta Peak, but he doesn't quite make it yet. Because before 10 a.m. Well, don't in, go back there, sir. Back in Debert, Wartman performed two traffic stops on random cars. No! No! Only a few yards apart and killed all of their occupants. What? Yeah. Who's pulling? If, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If I'm driving down the street and one of these like police cars from the 50s, like the black and white ones you see in the movies with the big ass, big one light on the top and the fucking side like floodlight yeah. and shit. I don't care how good that car looks. I know that car hasn't been a police car for, ooh, I don't know, 60 fucking years. I'm not pulling over. You can woo, woo, pull over all you want with that side bullhorn thing and whatever i'm not stopping guy you know what i'm doing driving to the actual police station going hey guys uh there's someone out here in like an old-timey police car trying to pull me over can you guys come the fuck out here and like help me out i'm not pulling over arrest me then let the real cops come and arrest me and then i explain my story thank you goodbye next no Mm-mm. he was then seen at 1008 traveling through debert and onslow in a tweet posted at 10.17, yeah. over 12 They're hours. They're still tweeting about this. Uh, over 12 hours after the rampage began and police were first told about Wartman, yeah. the RCMP for the first time warned the public that Wartman was impersonating a police officer and shared a photo of the vehicle. Over it, 12 hours A little late. They knew. Over 12 hours How many people? There's like 10 people dead now because yeah, of this. More than that. Closing in on 20. Oh my God. As <laughs> if this wasn't already crazy enough. Yeah. I haven't been able to stop thinking about this detail since I first read it. Okay. At the Onslow Belmont Fire Hall, set up as a shelter for victims from Porta Peak, two RCMP Wait, wait, they set it up just like quick, quick, like if anybody needs a place to go because your house, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Two RCMP officers mistook an emergency management officer for Wartman. No. And opened fire without warning. No! No! They missed their target. And continued their manhunt without checking on the occupants of the fire hall. They just randomly shot into a building and then didn't follow up when they didn't hit the guy. They just kept going. So if they thought it was him and he now has gone into a building where people are seeking refuge from him, they just left him in there. What is this, Uvalde? (laughs) Speaking of Uvalde, did you see that fucking update where like the chief of police said that he prioritized all the other kids that weren't with the shooter over yeah. the oh, kids that yeah. were in actual mortal in danger, danger. Yeah. all right let's not yeah. yeah 
we won't get much into the aftermath and the investigation into the manhunt because this story is already long enough. Right. But this incident was investigated by Nova Scotia's Serious Incident Response Team. And uh, wouldn't you know it? I would hope that those officers. They found this shooting to be justified. No consequences. No, 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 no. First of all, you didn't even put eyes on the guy to make sure that it really was him. Then you didn't say, stop or we'll shoot. You didn't even give notice. Yeah. You can't just open fire on someone for this exact reason, Michael. Yeah. It might not be the person you're trying to apprehend. Yep. And then you think that is the killer or yeah. perpetrator, yeah. right? Alleged. Well, I think we know. Uh, <laughs> he runs into a building full of people seeking refuge from what you think is him. You leave him in there to possibly murder every motherfucker in the building. You don't go in and check. And you just fucking dip cool yep and then when they you're investigate cop, your yep. a you know your internal your, investigations or whatever your right? cop buddies say good job yeah. everybody yeah that's fine yep so it's not just america jesus fucking christ canada i thought you guys were i oh, thought no. canada had their shit together but then you know what didn't i just say this like last week what the fuck is that show crime beat yeah it's like 75 seasons of like 100 episodes and just and Vancouver. it's all canada <laughs> yeah crimes murders heinous fucking shit and i'm watching it going Decaps. i thought like maybe a season was dedicated to canada maybe a season was like whatever oh no no, no. it's canadian it's 2020 all canada and i and i said i thought canada had their shit together and you were like oh, no. no no oh no <laughs> oh my god anyway the only time i want to go to like nova scotia is i want to go see um the lagina brothers and like digging <laughs> just go digging with them that's it, over on Oak Island. That's it. I'm obsessed with that show. Yeah, we know. <laughs> anyway, Wartman was recorded on surveillance video, passing through Turo at around 1020, and then Millbrook First Nation First Nation Reservation at 1025. Oh, God. Okay, no. He, no. Where he briefly stopped in a parking lot to exchange his jacket for a reflective vest. He was probably getting a little hot. In his in his police jacket, so he put on a reflective vest. Why, if you're being chased, to be here's more just another, visible, reflective vest. That's yeah. what I'm saying. If the cops are after you, you might as well put a neon sign above your head that go, "I'm the guy, come and get me." Why are you putting on a reflect? Not that I, yeah, am trying to help the guy, but I just don't understand it. Why are you putting that on? Are you trying to look like a crossing guard or what do they call those? I know in England they call them like lollipop, lollipop man. Yeah. man. What yeah. do they call them in Canada? I don't know. We call them crossing, crossing guards. Crossing guards probably. Like to help the kids get across yeah. the street like at school yeah. stops and stuff. Um, what are you reflecting, sir? <laughs> like what are you? Okay, this next sentence has yeah. a town name in it yeah. that I had to watch local news to know to how to find pronounce. out how to say it. Okay. Um, sometime before 1049. Yeah. Wartman pulled alongside RCMP constable Chad Morrison's cruiser. Okay. At the intersection of Route 2 and Route 224 in Shubenacadie. S-H-U-B-E-N-A-C-A-D-I-E. Shubenacadie. Well, it's just the way it's spelled, Michael. About 30 miles from Debert. Morrison had planned to meet fellow officer Heidi Stevenson at that location. Heidi, just get out. Just quit now. Well, just don't show up. Wartman shot into the car with a handgun, injuring Morrison, who fled down Route 2 and took shelter in an empty paramedic station. <laughs> okay. He was so eventually... not like a video game at all. He was eventually found by paramedics and was transported to the hospital. 
How'd they find him if it was an abandoned parrot? They're like, let's go to our old stomping grounds. Maybe he's there. I'm sure he radioed for him. I would hope. Wartman proceeded less than 1,600 feet south onto the junction with Route 224 and collided head-on <gasps> with Stevenson, who was driving north to meet her partner. Yeah. Stevenson then opened fire. I told her not to go. <laughs> opened fire on Wartman. Yeah. Resulting in him returning fire and killing her. She missed everything. She... Immediately okay. after the firefight. How is this guy so accurate, but these cops can't seem to fucking hit anybody? Because he's obsessed. This is his life. He wants this so Th- bad. This is their life, but for real. Three cops dicked around for several hours in the dark without any backup. They shot and missed, yeah. not him. So let's not try to pretend that these cops are pretending it's a this lifestyle. Gu- this, this lady this shoots, misses. Yeah. He, although, hits. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. Like, maybe time to step it up, RCMP. Immediately uh, after the firefight, he stole her pistol and remaining ammunition before setting both cars on fire. This is a video game. Is this Grand Theft Auto? Canadia version? What is this? Wartman then shot and killed a nearby motorist who had stopped to help Stevenson and drove off in the victim's silver Chevy Tracker SUV. Yes, because you're not going to... Yeah, get rid of those cars and get a new one. Well, he set the other ones on fire. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they were crashed anyway, but police announced the vehicle change at 11.06. Shortly thereafter, Wartman killed a woman he knew at her Shubenacity home, changed his clothes again, and stole her Mazda 3. Who is letting... They're still... He knows so many people. Yeah, and they're letting him in? Nobody's... Because yeah. it's our tweet! Yeah. Put it on the fucking news! Yeah. Put it on the radio! Why are we tweeting anything yeah. at this point? Yeah. The tweeting needs to Get stop. the fuck out of here. I'm not saying don't tweet in addition to putting it on the news and radio and breaking in a boop like when you're watching TV and that alert comes on, it's like, this is a test of the emergency broadcast. How about you use How it? about beep? Yeah. This is not a test. test. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? By 1124. Don't just tweet. Yeah. By 1124, he was spotted continuing south along Highway 102 through the town of Milford. Over 13 hours after the rampage began, yeah. Wartman stopped to get gas in the town of Enfield, 57 miles south of Porta Peak. Sure. Okay. So he was... I'm just going to... Anything you're telling me, I just... I'm, yeah, good. He was yeah. like 20 miles north. Yeah. Now he's almost 60 miles south. Is he speeding? Can oh, anybody yeah. just pick him up for speeding? Police were tipped to his location. And two RCMP officers arrived and immediately took aim at Wartman as he sat in the Mazda. Just, how about, take, just, what do we, what, we're going to announce, are we going to announce it or are we just going to open fire? Because now we know it's actually him. Well, <laughs> do we, right? Are we going to announce ourselves? We're we just going to shoot like we do to regular pedestrians just trying to live their lives, seek refuge from trauma. As the officers shouted at Wartman <laughs> to surrender. <laughs> Please tell me he shot like fucking four of them or he something. He took Officer Stevens' gun and shot How? himself in the head. He, he killed himself. Shot himself. Coward. In the head. Yeah. Coward. With a cop's real gun because he took it from her. Oh, I bet he, he had such a fucking boner. Like what? I'm killing myself, and this is a real yeah. registered officer's pistol or some bullshit. Yeah. Ew. Wartman's death was confirmed by police at 11:40 a.m. So no justice. According to a partially redacted document. Mm. Wartman's spouse said he had been on his way to Halifax on the day of the attacks to, quote, get someone 
and local authorities had to go to a residence to provide protection for its two occupants. Wait, wait, wait. Before this rampage happened, he yeah. told his wife, I'm going to Halifax to ki- basically kill to someone. To kill this guy, yeah. She doesn't call the cops? Oh, she does call the cops. He starts getting, he starts beating the shit out of her. He tells her that right well, before Well, there is a reason for this. Right before he starts beating the shit out of her, he yeah. says, I'm going to Halifax. He's like enraged by this. Is she having an affair with someone in no. Halifax? No, it's something else. Okay. Wartman killed 22 people. 13 of the dead were found in port peak four in Wentworth, two in Debert, and three in Shubenacadie. Jesus. Most are believed to have died from gunshot wounds. Eight of the victims were found in the remains of structure fires. So they just couldn't get out. Right. Oh, my God. Wartman also killed the two dogs and injured two others, the I'm police officer so and the, the other guy. I'm still so mad about the fucking dogs. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, bro, if somebody ever came in and tried to kill me and they went after my dog, I think I'd probably, I don't even know. I'd, I'd do whatever I could to save my dog, which is probably a dumb idea, but... Yeah. And she uh, just poked her head up when I said that. And she was just asleep. And I said I would save my dog. And she poked her head up. Which is why I would save her. Oh, God. <laughs> According to an RCMP commissioner, some of Wartman's first victims were closely connected to him. But over time, those he attacked were selected more at random. Yeah. Here, like just walking down the street. Yeah. Here are the names of all of the victims. Gina Goulet. Uh, Don Golenkin. Frank Galenkin, Jolene Oliver, Sean McLeod, Alana Jenkins, John Zoll, Lisa McCulley, Joey Weber, Officer Heidi Stevenson, Heather O'Brien, Jamie Blair, Kristen Beaton, Lillian Campbell, Joanne Thomas, Peter Bond, Joy Bond, Tom Bagley, Greg Blair, Emily Tuck, Aaron Tuck, and Corey Ellison. And the dog's names? You don't have. Don't have. That's... When you read them out like that, yeah. that's, that's very jarring. Yeah. yeah. Gabriel Wartman was 51 at the time of the murders and a denturist who opened two clinics in Halifax and Dartmouth. A denturist literally is what it sounds like. He makes dentures for people. Okay. I was, okay. He owned real estate in Halifax, Dartmouth, and obviously port peak and his estate, which consisted of six properties and three corporations. I was going to say, somebody who makes dentures, that's a very niche field so he's probably making decent money so his estate such that it was was valued at 2.1 million dollars cry me a fucking river guy yeah 2.1 million canadian cry me a river oh what a terrible life you must have sir i should say that because wartman ended his own life his motive for his debauched murder spree still isn't 100 percent right although the investigation remains ongoing his wife must have some fucking clue However, some things in Wartman's past might elucidate the picture a bit. Mm-hmm. Wartman had previously pleaded guilty to assault in 2002 and was sentenced to nine months of probation. Uh, of his wife or just a person? Of- in which he was prohibited from possessing uh, weapons and ordered to undergo anger management counseling. I think it was just uh, a person. somebody. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Wartman was also involved in two civil lawsuits regarding property disputes, according okay. to interviews and public records. Yeah. In 2004... He offered to help a friend who had financial difficulties and was about to lose his house. Mm. Oh, no. Okay. Wartman then discreetly took ownership of the house, evicted the man, and sold the property. He scooped oh, this house out from underneath his friend, guzzo. who he had claimed to be helping. Right. I understand you have some hard times. What a real piece of shit. I will help you get this mortgage paid, and then stole the house from him. Great. In 
and didn't even keep it. He just sold it. Yeah. He was just after the money. Right. In 2015, Wartman's uncle lent him a house that he purchased in Port Peak <laughs> while he was Who's selling lending people homes while he while letting him stay there. Uh, that he purchased in Port Peak while selling his Edmonton condominium. Mm-hmm. Wartman refused to give the property back, claiming he was owed money until the uncle eventually sold it. And one of the buyers of this home yeah. later became a victim in the killings. Oh. So he had a grudge against this guy who bought the house. And kicked him out. And kicked so- him out. He shot that guy. And it was one of the houses he set on All fire right. as well. What's it have to do with the other fucking 20 some odd people though? He had some problems. Yeah. In 2001, <laughs> he reportedly assaulted a 15 year old boy. Uh, Physically assaulted? Yes, physically assaulted. Like In- beat him up? Yes. Okay. In June 2010... Wartman was investigated by Halifax Regional Police for threatening his own parents. Why isn't he in jail in at all? May 2011. This seems like a pattern of behavior. Turo Police received a tip from an unnamed source via email about Wartman's sass of guns and his desire to, quote, kill a cop. If you call the police station and say, hey, I know Mike has like 50 unregistered guns. Yeah. And he. He's been talking about wanting to take out the police force or yeah. whatever. Those cops aren't showing up to as his house. many <laughs> cops as he can. Yeah. Nobody's gonna. Are they gonna say, "Well, we don't have probable cause to go"? Is that not probable cause? Or because well, I no, just... they're gonna say, "Well, we don't want to go there." If well, he's that's trying just to kill hearsay cops. too, right? Like yeah. I could just make up anything about you and go, uh, uh, yeah. "Yeah, he wants to kill you guys." Yeah. Are they gonna? But they're not do showing they up have, because they like, don't want to be the victims. Okay, but do they have legal precedent to even go there? The tipster... at that point, if I just tell them something. Yeah, they could check. They could check. Hi, on sir. It. Can we come in? No. Do you have a warrant? No, we don't. Okay, fuck off. Okay, bye. Then they leave. That's it. That's it. But <laughs> unless it becomes harassment, and they'd be like, "Dude, you've called about this guy eighty-five times. There's nothing here." Right. Then they won't go. But they, if it's told to them, they He's have every reason to go. Not going to let them in though to check on his unregistered. The tipster arsenal. warned. Well. The tipster warned about Wartman's recent stress and mental health issues mm-hmm. and said he always kept a handgun close by. I wonder if it was the wife. The tip was ultimately purged from their records as a standard protocol, according to an RCMP spokesperson. Well, if nothing is done with it, I guess it just goes away after a certain amount of time. I mean... A former neighbor in Porta Peak said he reported Wartman to the RCMP in the summer of 2013 yeah. for assaulting his spouse and huh? having a cache of illegal firearms, but they declined to take further action due to not receiving a complaint from the wife herself. No, dude. Well... It was probably one of those situations. Do you want to press charges? It was like 10 no, years ago or whatever, right? Yeah. So do they have the law in Canada where it's like the cops press charges regardless? Because I know here, yeah. because of multiple right. women getting murdered because they decided at the last minute not to press charges because they were threatened right. by their abuser. Yeah, I don't Now know. the police press charges whether you fucking want them pressed or not. Yeah. Because they got caught with their fucking pants down, right. ooh, I don't know, hundreds of times where women just eventually got murdered because right. they didn't do shit about it. That I do not know because it was 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, the former neighbor ended up leaving Porta Peak after Wartman became more aggressive and threatening uh, in response to the complaint. Imagine having to move out of your own because your neighbor's a wacko. Yeah. The RCMP confirmed that they had received the neighbor's complaint, but that that file had since been purged from their records as well. You, do you not think maybe keep hold of that stuff so that you can build... And show a history of these behaviors. You would think. 
Wartman struggled with alcohol use and his business was negatively affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. Oh, boo fucking who, guy? So was everybody's. Which forced all non-essential denturists <laughs> in Nova Scotia to close. <laughs> so yeah. every denturist. Yeah. Um, according to his wife, Wartman had been, quote, consumed by the pandemic for weeks. He's worth $2 million, sir. And believed he was going to die. People who make much less than that. Had way more things to fucking fret about. Okay. Die. Well, this next sentence will tell you everything you okay. need to know. He was also fearful that Prime Minister Justin Trudeau would begin controlling money, which prompted him to make hefty bank withdrawals. That's not a thing. Correct. So that was his mind frame. Okay. His, that's what started this. Additionally, you wor- wouldn't think that your spouse would like maybe suggest something, yeah. a doctor or yeah. something. I mean, I'm sure he beat her up if she tried to suggest it. I maybe. Also, if somebody else is going to start controlling money, what the fuck good is all this cash that you're withdrawing? Yeah. If they're saying money is useless now, what is the cash good for? Mm. But well, if he, he says, likes to collect vintage things, Michael. I guess so. So maybe he wanted to have a whole what stash is. in the future to sell yeah. as vintage cash. Maybe. Right? Additionally, Wartman communicated with an acquaintance via email about mm-hmm. uh, how other people were not prepared for the pandemic. Oh, no. And how he's... he was, quote, oh, well no. armed in advance. Oh, no. He's, you know who that yeah. I, oh, my God, that I, okay, yeah. used to yeah. date. There is a lot of information about what happened in the aftermath, but it's mostly just political maneuvering and mm-hmm. police denials. So I won't go into the detail on it. But you mean they're not taking full responsibility yeah. for fucking this whole thing up? Yeah. Okay. Um, it is out there if you are interested in, in looking at it. But um, the biggest thing to change after these crimes was a nearly instant action by Justin Trudeau on May 1st, less than three weeks after the events of April 18th and 19th. Also, 8 it, out of 10, Justin Trudeau would, <laughs> would bone. Anyway. A full ban on 1,500 different makes and models of, quote, military-grade assault-style weapons went into immediate effect. Yeah. See how easy that is? Not difficult. See how easy that is? Now. Oh. I didn't. America would burn yeah. itself to the fucking yeah. ground. I didn't they, go into any of this. Oh, my God. We don't have time how, to go yeah. into, like, gun Well, reform. how he got the guns because it was some property transfer thing from a guy whose estate he was being the executor of right. and then he got a couple others just kind of handed to him and a couple he just brought into the country illegally so he shouldn't have had any of the guns he had plus he was on probation right. so he shouldn't have had guns You're anyway right. so everybody who's everybody a gun failed. nut was saying these laws wouldn't stop the bad guy from getting a gun so what good are the laws right Bank robbery, this is the one I use all the time. Bank robbery laws don't stop bank robbers from robbing banks. Right. So why do we have laws against robbing banks? Right. <laughs> it's a stupid, stupid, it's a stupid argument. stupid argument, yeah. Anyway, as I said, there are some interesting details to come out of the aftermath. So definitely look into the story if you are interested. But that was the story of the 2020 Nova Scotia mass murders. I cannot believe that story sounds like a, like a farce. Yeah. Like, ah, Shakespeare wrote this funny little outrageous farce for us to all laugh along to at how absurdly ridiculous it is. Yeah. Only it's true. Yeah. So. Which is outrageous. Yeah. 
So alcohol abuse, mental health issues, domestic violence, gun reform, and a pandemic. And just all mixed together. Rudo coming in to save the day, I guess, kind of, but not really. But, you know, at least he made an effort. Yeah. He has some positives. He's got some negatives. But we'll, uh, we'll not go into Canadian politics. We'll we'll give him a 7.5 out of 10 then. Let's not give him a full 8. There you go. Uh, so yeah, that was, uh, why was this not? all over the place just the worst fucking year so many terrible terrible things happened globally and yeah. personally and i just... mean we're not getting much better here but <laughs> god though yeah that's outrageous yep he just was like do 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 like going around yeah. the towns and just willy-nilly he snapped just he literally willy-nilly. Snapped. yeah and all the cops in all of Canada, <laughs> could yeah. not stop I mean, him. That's another ingredient that I should like, mix into this on, with the alcohol abuse and everything else. It was police basically fudging everything up. I don't want to call it incompetence. I'll call it. Uh, I'll call it whatever Uvalde is being blamed on. It's cowardice, incompetence, cowardice, you name whatever it. Whatever it is, ineptitude, right? Whatever. Uh, that's another ingredient in this soup. Yeah, because he. Th- he had disenfranchisement <laughs> like I don't know well, just... he obviously had quite a history with law enforcement yeah. not just these reports he was yeah. literally arrested charged tried why convicted. isn't he like known to like you've if you're constantly getting contact let's mm-hmm. say negative contact with law enforcement yep. you're known to the police mm-hmm. why aren't they doing why didn't they do anything like he never spent time in jail for any of these crimes like nothing nothing they did yeah. nothing they allowed had they done stuff maybe like way back in the beginning Mm -hmm. maybe none of this stuff would have happened yeah right you could have avoided like all of this he was he did have to go to court ordered anger management did he go should he have continued to go because there have been several stories. I don't know if there have been stories that we've told that, or if like, they've been documentaries. Anger management, they go, you have to attend five anger management classes. Is that going to change your fucking behavior? No. No. You're just doing it so that you don't have to spend any nights in jail. That's it. But I don't know if it's a story we told, if it's a documentary watched, or if I'm making this up entirely. <laughs> yeah. There have been, at least to my recollection, without specifics attached to my memories, stories of people being let out of hospitals like mental facilities very clearly admitting that they're just going to go do the thing that they were put in there for yeah and they still release them for whatever reason they're like well we can't hold you for longer than whatever and then they did exactly the thing yeah so like the system fails you know hand over fist michael yeah every day i mean let's let's just talk about like Department of Children, Youth, and Families. Yeah. I mean, how many kids have died under their watch? Yeah. Quote, their watch. Yeah. Well, They're not watching shit. It will never be a recommends because... No. Oh, God. I already never, know what you're going to say. Yeah, we could never consciously no. instruct people to watch it. But is it the trial of Gabriel Fernandez? Um, I don't know if it's just called like the, the Gabriel Fernandez story yeah. or something like that. It's a Netflix documentary. Is Fernandez or Fernandez? It is absolutely just soul destroying oh, what yeah. happened to this kid i was bawling i was enraged Mm-mm. and i probably watched it at a time where my mental health wasn't the strongest yeah um so, i think i watched it over the pandemic yeah it came out around that time and i was like in pieces in pieces yeah so you know looking to institutions that's not really our uh our saving 
these days Mm -mm. without massive reform, but reform's not impossible. So we shouldn't stop trying. But anyway. (laughs) I love your positivity. That's the spirit, Mike. Uh, For more positive aphorisms from me, follow us on Instagram at MAF Podcast Show. Email us for more daily guru sayings from your favorite guru. We're not starting a cult, but maybe we are. Uh, We might. Yeah. It's not that hard. Nope. Certainly not. Uh, Email us, mafpodcastshow at gmail.com. YouTube. Uh, Murder Amongst Friends podcast. And uh, thanks, everybody. We uh, appreciate you sticking with us into the new season. I hope you uh, enjoy still hanging out with us. Yeah. I weirdly still enjoy hanging out with you, which is like... It's never happened to me before. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even believe it. Because not only has it been multiple years of friendship, which never happens, we've embarked on a creative endeavor together (laughs) and haven't ended it yeah that's it it's just ongoing yeah thank god Joni boney maroney uh, <laughs> introduced us yeah jesus thanks joan also um, fake yeah. oh, uh, she's... person as a reminder to everybody yeah she's our fake producer that we can't afford um yeah. well michael fuck that guy for killing all those people but yeah. mostly those for dogs. killing those two fucking dogs yeah. and with that stay out of Massachusetts, <laughs> or you might get fucking marked goodbye goodbye